I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Okay, I'm on my way to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> so, <laughs> run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything for us. episode of anything pros i'm vicky and i'm jen and we are doing a new segment here on anything pros it's crazy that after two years we are still so inventive and so creative juices. coming up with new ideas the juices are flowing so i feel like we came up with this idea when we were going to seattle or something and we saw yeah. people reading and we were like we should write down like in our phones what everybody's reading and make an episode about it where we talk about the books try and like guess what it is based on the title then look it up and then say if we would read it or not yes also the vibes in the studio are really great we got our mics to work on the first try that's a big thing guys that's rarely happens (laughs) now let's see if they don't randomly turn off throughout the episode that would be an even crazier thing oh my gosh (sighs) did you see i posted our episode announcement for the week today i did (laughs) you know i figured i'd give you some time thank you i'm just like really getting back into a routine i feel like Fair enough. Next, your job is to announce book club. I know. I'm on it. Which I'm so excited about. Me too. I can't wait to talk about this book. I can't wait to finish it. Should I tell them what it is? Sure. Okay, guys. I'm going to be posting this, but our book club for September is Ninth House, which you guys voted for on our story. And so far, I am loving it. Mm-hmm. Vicky said she doesn't know what's going on, but she's liking it. Yeah, because I'm on chapter five now. You said you were on nine. I lo- oh, yeah. I'm like I'm starting on. to understand more because now it they're talking about in. the society. Yeah. And it I'm like, like really okay. It's one of those books where it just like start like cold starts. Yeah. I guess, is like what that is. I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And then so when it went back to the day mm-hmm. like she met um, Darlington. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, understanding. I'm like, oh, okay. more sense. Yeah. Okay, so books we've seen people reading. Number one, I saw this lady reading this, I think, on the plane, was The Seed Keeper. Have you ever heard of that? No. Me neither. I'd never, like, seen the cover either. And I thought that was another cool thing, was, like, maybe we'll hear about some new books that not everybody knows about. Or some really weird ones. Yeah. So this could be really good or really bad. (laughs) The Seed Keeper. I feel like this is about a gardener. I have a feeling that this is, like, literary fiction vibes. Yeah. I feel like maybe this is a bit unfair, because I'm kind of judging from what I remember of the cover, and it just looked kind of, like, plain and, like, simple. Like, it wasn't giving thriller. It wasn't, like, black. Like, um, the Secret Garden vibes. Yeah. But more modern. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like Jojo Moyes, or, like, do you know who that is? Yeah. Like, her, her covers. Her- her new ones or her old ones? Because <laughs> those new ones are god awful. <laughs> the old ones. Okay. Um, the Seed Keeper. It's a literary fiction about a gardener, and like maybe she lost her old garden. I'm I just think, spitballing here. I think she's the gardener for a family, and she's been like a generational gardener. Wow, wow that's so. Be I good. think she's seen a lot that's been going on in that. Yeah, house. I feel like you don't really think about the gardeners when you think about yeah. how much they really witness about a family. I think they've witnessed mm-hmm. these kids grow up, become adults, get married. Yeah, they've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's look it up. Yep. Let's see if we're correct. Okay. Oh no. 
a haunting novel spanning several generations. (laughs) The Seed Keeper follows a Dakota family struggle to persevere their way of life. Oh, preserve. (laughs) (laughs) Struggle to preserve their way of life with their sacrifices to protect what matters most. Rosalie Ironwing has grown up in the woods with her father, Ray, a former science teacher who tells her stories of plants, the stars of the origins of the Dakota people, until one morning Ray doesn't return from checking his traps. Oh, my God. Told she has no family, Rosalie is sent to live with a foster family in nearby Mankato, where the reserved bookish teenager moves rebellious Gabby Makespeace who is coming out with these names my god wow Makespeace in a friendship that transcends the damaged legacies they've inherited on a winter's day many years later Rosalie turns to her childhood home a widow and mother she has spent the previous two decades on her white husband's farm finding solace in the garden even a farm is threatened first by drought and then by a predatory chemical oh, company. No. I feel like this is one big run-on sentence. I have no idea what this book is about. <laughs> now grieving, Rosalie <laughs> begins to confront the past on a search for family, identity, and a community where she can finally bo- belong. Wow. This is low-key exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, I know this isn't technically what we said, but this is what I thought it would be. Yeah. Would I read this? No. No, No, I would not. Not I'm sure that someone would. I don't really like, like, general adult fiction that much. No, I don't either. Honestly, I feel like I'd find this book boring. Yeah. But. I feel like it's too intellectual for me. I mean, I couldn't even get through that entire paragraph of what the book was about. Yeah, if I can't read the whole thing, like, the whole description. I didn't even read the whole thing. Yeah, I don't think I could read the whole book. I can see how some people would like this. This definitely seems like an older women's book, like a mm-hmm. mom-style book. I need more drama. I need romance, fantasy, dragons. Yeah. I thought when it said a haunting novel, it was going to be a thriller. Nope. I think it's, like, emotionally haunting. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. All right. Um, we saw someone one. reading Fourth Wing. Yep. Obviously she was a hottie. Loved it. <laughs> i honestly don't really remember it was like after we got off the plane of traveling 10 hours the girl next to us in the luggage baggage area yes. was holding yes. fourth wing and you know why she was the hottie because she was reading fourth yeah. wing highly recommend yeah oh, you guys know what that one's about if i didn't know what fourth wing was about i would still think it was about a dragon academy maybe that's yeah. like you know just my knowledge like based already my bias you would definitely know dragons because of the cover i think i'd read it based off the cover oh yeah if i saw somebody carrying that book i would want to know what it was especially if it had the sprayed edges yeah i think the sprayed edges would get me yeah okay so next we saw somebody carrying silver nitrate which i recognized as this author's most recent book the author of something. Let me see, guys. Was this the one we saw in Starbucks? Someone reading it? No, I feel like I didn't write that book down. It was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we saw two people reading books, and both of them were really weird. Yeah. One guy was reading a classic. I remember that, and I was like... Ugh. 
Oh, yeah, he was reading The Joy Luck Club, which actually is a pretty good book, but it is a classic. Okay, this is from the author of Mexican Gothic, and it's her newest novel. Silver Nitrate. Wait, what do you think it's about? Oh, shit, I almost read the description. I have no idea. It seems like... Like a chemical plant? It seems sci-fi thriller It's definitely, like, thriller vibes. I feel like maybe... Like the Terminator. They're trapped in a chemical plant oh. with the Terminator. <laughs> That's a really good idea, Vicky. Thank you. For the Terminator, because you know he's like metal. <laughs> That's really good. Wait, are you looking at the cover? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, guys, we've got some creepy eyes on the cover. Terminator eyes. <laughs> yeah, definite robot. I'm getting like trapped in a factory vibe. I'm getting factory vibes from this cover. This is a thriller that involves a robot and or a factory. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the factory that's, like, all metal and has, like, the huge metal, like... Maybe it's abandoned. Containers. Yeah. 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 Like, very science Maybe bad happened there. Maybe experiments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Not, giving like, a like factory with, like, it's food giving and like, stuff. No, it's giving, like, Eleven, like, Stranger Things factory vibes. Yes, yes. Except adult. I agree and dangerous shall you read it okay montserrat has always been overlooked she's a talented sound editor but she's left out of the boys club running the film industry in 90s mexico city she's all but invisible to her best friend tristan a charming if faded soap opera star though she's been in love with him since childhood then tristan discovers his new neighbor is the cult horror director abel aruda and the legendary ardor he claims can change their lives even if the tale of a nazi occultist imbuing music or magic into highly volatile silver nitrate stock sounds like sheer fantasy the magic film was never finished which is why yoretta swears his career vanished overnight he's cursed now the director wants montserrat and tristan to help him shoot the missing scene and lift the curse but montserrat soon notices a dark presence following her and tristan begins seeing the ghost of his ex-girlfriend as they work together to unravel the mystery of the film and the obscure occultist who once roamed their city montserrat and tristan may find that the sorcerers and magic are not only the stuff of movies wow i did not think it'd be about nazis <laughs> i don't know how the nazis really are involved i think we're right with the thriller yes that's about it (laughs) that was really it (laughs) i don't understand how the cover plays into this is this like a horror movie cover i guess it definitely gives like horror vibes yeah yeah okay but i would have never guessed any of that i don't think i would read this it definitely sounds interesting to the people who would read it but not to me. I would love to know how it was recommended to this person and how this person looked at this and said, I have to read well, that. Well, they're actually really pushing this book. Like, I saw it at a lot of, like, displays in the airport. I think because, like, she's a big author. Mm. So it's just, like, you know, one of those airport books that's, like, pretty popular. Gotcha. So I can see. I think it was a guy. I can see how he picked it up. It was the guy who was sitting next to us, right? Yes. Yes. He was reading this. He seemed cool didn't have any issues with him but yeah i wouldn't personally read this i kind of want to know how it ends like i wouldn't mind Mm. if somebody told me about the book but i wouldn't personally like to read it yeah you know what i mean yeah okay it's the nazis for me um the next book was (laughs) so i remember this guy was sitting next to us on the plane (laughs) 
and he had this big book and jen and i it took all six hours to figure out like he had the book upside down with the um bind facing the other way so we were just looking at the pages he Um, was guarding this like it was a national secret like Like, it was like the security codes to the national bond and then when he flipped the book he still flipped it a different way that we couldn't see the title it It was was crazy he kept flipping the book in ways to particularly cover the spine i was like he must be reading something fucking crazy like he's probably (laughs) reading like the smuttiest smut ever like what the fuck is he guarding even when he put it down and tucked it in his little bag airport yeah vicky and i stared at this man for like six hours and we couldn't see it and it was just like ridiculous like what are you guarding and so finally (laughs) finally he flips it i think we're about to get off the damn plane (laughs) It's just, like, a little memoir about the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, guys. It's a big memoir about the Beatles, actually. It was actually. big, yeah. It, it was, like, it was a, like a coffee table book. Yeah, it was thick. Yeah, and it just in big black letters on the side said the Beatles. The Beatles. We were like, great. We waited six hours for that. Yeah, I don't think we need to guess what this is about. I think yeah. it's about the Beatles. And I don't think we can read the description to you guys because I don't think we could find the exact book. Yeah, but it was definitely coffee table ish i feel like it's definitely the history of them like everything and i think that's another thing that was so frustrating was like the book was very simple so like the back had really small print like didn't really say a lot so it was very hard to figure out what it was without seeing the spine oh yeah there was absolutely nothing yeah no because sometimes like you can see and be like oh my god like it says this on the back it might be this but no it was very guarded yeah and then this one we saw when we were in, in the elevator at the Seattle Public Library. It was the Queen of Bebop. Um, so what's funny about this is, like, Jen and I are in the, lo- in the elevator, and three very loud, crunchy, yeah. granola-ish yeah. looking yeah. teenagers jump in the elevator, and this girl is, like, popping off yeah. about music. Yeah. Like, it's it her whole intense. personality. And then the guy was like... He made a joke. He was like, "Are you the queen of bebop?" <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it was and funny. I was like, "What is? What does that mean?" Until I saw the title of the book, and I was like, oh, "Okay." Are you a critter in the night? <laughs> it's giving the same vibes. Yeah. Are you? The yeah, queen but it was just funny because Vicky and I are standing there silently, like just minding our own, like business. shoved against the wall. Yeah, and she's like, "You know, she did more than bebop." Yeah. She and, and she's like defending this person with her life. Like I think it's a woman. We'll have to look up the book. Yeah. But she was like defending her with her life. She was like, they say she was the queen of bebop, but she was the queen of so much more. Yeah. And like knows her whole life story. I'm like, girly, why are you even bothering to read the book? Like, like you she clearly was already know all this. Definitely a fan. Like she was a fan. She um plays like flute yeah. in the band mm-hmm. and her boyfriend like plays on the tuba yeah definitely um, like thinks she's the main character yeah. of this friend Good group of the elevator she was the main character yeah of the elevator. i mean it was two stinky boys and she's the girl they're and probably us. both in love with her yeah they're definitely fighting yeah. for, each other, for her um god so that's us guessing what their relationship was but the book <laughs> the book i don't know who it was about i don't know what bebop is do you know what bebop is yeah it's just a music genre. type yeah i don't really it's know like anything about old. music it's like older yeah so okay. i think it's either um maybe the first one 
to come up with music like this. Yeah. Or she was just like the best. I one think she to like reinvented this. the genre. Yeah. I would say. Like after that, people were like, this is Bebop. Be- this is Bebop. <laughs> Are you the queen of Bebop? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Queen of Bebop brilliantly chronicles the life of jazz singer Sarah Vaughn, one of the most influential and innovative musicians of the 20th century and a pioneer of women's civil rights. That makes she, sense. She did do more she than Bebop. She did more than Bebop. <laughs> Sarah Vaughn, a pivotal figure in the formation of Bebop, influenced a broad array of singers who followed in her wake, yet the breadth and depth of her impact not just as an artist but also as an african-american woman remains overlooked it just goes into more about like kind of stuff she did i think i would consider reading this it says that it has like interviews with her friends and former colleague and unravels myths and understandings that surrounded her so she did kind of create Bebop. Yeah. But she also did so much more. She also desegregated American airwaves, made opening doors for future African-American artists seeking mainstream success, while also setting the stage for civil rights activism of the 1960s and 70s. That's actually pretty interesting. I would like and to know women more jazz. about this. But I don't think I would be able to read a whole book. Because also, guys, this is a big book. It's 432 pages. I am intrigued by Sarah. I would like to know more about Sarah. But I think I would like to listen to, like, a podcast about her more than I would like to read a 432-page book. But if you're into music, you'd probably like this. Yeah, I'm not a music person. Yeah. But that does sound pretty good. Next one. And it's a pretty cute cover. It's, like, in black and white, and then the title is in color. Yeah. Next book, love it. Anyone I see ever read this book in public, you're the best. I um actually go up and kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, like, so guys, I do this thing that's like kind of weird. If I see somebody reading a book I really like in public, I walk up to them and then consensually I ask, "Is it all right if I kiss you?" And they always <laughs> they always say yes. I mean, historically, they've always said yeah. yes. And then I kiss them. And we go our separate ways. So and they have I- no <laughs> idea why you kiss them. Nope. But you do. I do. Because they read a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we saw someone reading Six of Crows. Yeah. Of course we kissed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Six of Crows is so good and it's not like a niche book. But I feel like it is almost. It's like law. I feel like it's like. I think it's underrated. Yeah, it's definitely underrated. Because it should be higher rated than it is. Yes. And I feel like it's a book whose, like, popularity has kind of, like, faded, mm-hmm. whereas it shouldn't have. It should be a classic. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? More people should still be reading it. Like, I think Six of Crows should have gotten a show before Shadow and Bone. Yeah, I haven't read Shadow and Bone, so Me I don't either. really know about and that. I but But... I love Six of Crows, and I am still waiting for Jen to read Crooked Kingdom. Yeah, I love Six of Crows, too, and I know that I'll love Crooked Kingdom more, so I feel like it's probably going to be on my fall TBR. Yeah. Which is really exciting. God, Ninth House, by the same author, guys, is so fucking good. That's why I I trusted that one. No, I think that I'm, like, becoming a Leigh Bardugo stan. Like, I might have to read Shadow and Bone after this. Well, this has a second book. I'm definitely reading that. Yeah. I'm definitely reading that. She also, I love her because she does duologies. Thank you. Not every book needs to yeah. have three books. Unfortunately, uh, 
there's gonna be a third no (laughs) i just complimented her i know i like as you were saying that i already knew that there was gonna be it's coming out in like two fucking years though which is a goddamn nightmare i'm gonna forget what the book's about i'm gonna forget it i even needed it yeah the only thing worse than having too many books is having too many books spaced out forever yeah i trust that she needed it yeah i mean there's a lot to explore here yeah this is a big book okay next we saw somebody on the ferry reading gulp by mary roach and also i don't know if so i think you didn't really get to see this woman as much as i did but she was a fucking icon so it was this older woman she was probably in like her 70s and she had like her hair still grown out really long she had like long gray hair it was in like a ponytail yeah she she was was like cool on the yeah and she was laying down yes yes she was was she was chilling i was like i remember her fucking cool Mm -hmm. like she was just drop dead gorgeous laying there 70 years old on the ferry just laying there she's laying on her back reading a book yep that's who i want to be trust i trust her yeah so i have a feeling this is good i have another book like mary roach wrote stiff which I haven't read, but it's really popular. And then she also wrote something else that I have on my TV. Her name sounds so familiar. She has a lot of popular books, but this one, Gulp, I actually haven't heard about. I love that all her books have, like, one word. Bonk. Stiff. Grunt. Fuzz. I read, I have Fuzz. That's Spook. the one. That's the one I have on my TV. I don't know why her name sounds familiar, but it does. Um, just off of the cover and the name... I honestly don't. I don't know. So I know that she writes nonfiction. So I know that this has to be nonfiction. But I don't know what gulp could be about. Like dentists? Because usually I feel like her work covers like a kind of like broad topic. I don't know. I'm really interested to hear more. I don't really know if I have a guess other than perhaps it has to do with dentists. I don't think it has to do with dentists because I can't imagine she wrote a book on that. Yeah, that sounds really weird. But also, Stiff is about, like, coroners. Oh. That's a good name for (laughs) about coroners. (laughs) Um, Should I read it? I don't know. Maybe it's about, like, eating. Yeah, that could be it. Gulp. I guess that makes more sense than dentists. Yeah eating like weird foods or something i don't know i'm looking at it i'm cheating Um, should i read it or should you read it i don't remember why don't you read it okay the elementary canal is classic mary roach terrain the questions explored in gulp are as taboo in their way as the cadavers in stiff and every bit as surreal as the universe of zero gravity explored in packing for mars why is crunchy food so appealing Why is it so hard to find words for flavors and smells? Why doesn't the stomach digest itself? How much can you eat before your stomach bursts? Can constipation kill you? Did it kill Elvis? In Gulp, we meet scientists who tackle the questions no one else thinks of or has the courage to ask. We go on location to a pet food taste test lab, a fecal transplant, and into a live stomach to observe the fate of a meal. With Roach as our guide, we travel the world, meeting murderers and mad scientists, Eskimos and exorcists, rabbis and terrorists, who it turns out, for practical reasons, do not conceal bombs in their digestive tracts. Like all of Roach's books, Gulp is as much about human beings as it is about human bodies. I'd read this. You would? I would. 
I think I would read it if someone else read it first. Okay, I'll read it. I want to read Fuzz, which is the one that I have of hers. So maybe I'll read Fuzz and you read Gulp and we'll have a Mary Roach book club. And that'll be an episode. <laughs> that would be really fun. So can I read what Fuzz is about? Yeah. I picked it up from Tom Bolo a year or two is ago. Is it about animals? I, Fuzzy yes. Wuzzy was a bear. Yes, it's about Fuzzy Wuzzy. Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> it is about animals, but I do Guys, not think it is actually <laughs> about Fuzzy Wuzzy the bear. We're here to set the story straight. It is about Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> okay. What's to be done about a jaywalking moose, a bear caught breaking and entering, a murderous tree? 300 years ago, animals that broke the law would be assigned legal representation and put on trial. These days, as Mary Roach discovers, the answers are best found not in jurisprudence but in science. The curious science of human-wildlife conflict, a discipline at the crossroads of human behavior and wildlife biology. Roach tags along with animal attack forensics investigators, human-elephant conflict specialists, bear managers, and danger tree faller blasters. Danger tree faller blasters. Intrepid as ever, she travels from leopard-terrorized hamlets in the Indian Himalaya to St. Peter's Square in the early hours before the Pope arrives for Easter Mass, when vandal gulls swoop in to destroy the elaborate floral display. She taste tests rat bait, learns how to install a vulture effigy, and gets mugged by a macaw, Ma- an animal that I don't know how to pronounce. Combining little-known forensic science and comfort conservation genetics with a motley cast of laser scarecrows langer impersonators and trespassing squirrels roach reveals as much about humanity as about nature's lawbreakers i feel like she does a lot of research for these books i would like to have mary roach on the podcast (laughs) mary (laughs) hasn't read a single book she needs to get over here mary i'm gonna need you to talk to me i don't know anything about anything that you've ever written okay i'll read gulp and you read fuzz okay i wonder if they're on like on it guys you heard it here we just handshaked (laughs) i don't know if that's the correct wording i need to let's look at gulp honestly that makes this woman like even more impressive to me that on a ferry she's reading gulp oh audiobook is available now oh perfect i need a new audiobook guys this is perfect i just finished we're coming back we're clearly interested in mary roach yeah we'll be touching on this again I'm I'm down for Guys, it. Guys, I can't wait to talk to you about the next book. Who did we see reading this? I don't remember this. I think you saw this one. Let me look up the cover so it, like, jogs <laughs> my memory. Because <laughs> when Vicky did told we me, see this? Is there a contact on your charger? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like my own house. It's just like home here. <laughs> I just get stuck. Guys, I'm really guilty of just taking my contacts out and putting them places. Oh, yes. Killing Crazy Horse was... <laughs> who read that the guy on the train that i was reading over his shoulder is this the one i think so because you looked at me and you said i've got a book to add to the list it's called killing crazy horse and i was like what oh wait no this uh no this isn't it i didn't write that one down so i have to find that book i think i sent it to you oh god who did i see reading this we saw somebody reading this and it was weird or maybe i saw them no i don't remember i feel like honestly it was when we were at um the seattle bookstore when we were sitting there Mm -hmm. in the cafe cafe. what kind of weirdo would read that 
I don't know. Okay. Um, this has to be a Western. It looks like really racist. It looks really <laughs> racist. I mean, there's an Indian and a white guy on the cover. I think it's definitely about land and oh, stealing. Things. God. Because I feel like crazy, crazy horse is an Indian. Holy shit. This is really bad, guys. The Merciless Indian Wars in America. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> guys, we're not promoting Killing Crazy Horse on this podcast. <laughs> we're shutting this down. Killing Crazy Horse seems to be a problematic book. <laughs> we thought the name was funny. You know what? So fucking typical a man was reading this. Like, I just can't think of anything more typical. You see men reading things out in public, you just don't know what they are. <laughs> Women, they're reading Gulp by Mary Roach. Men, they're reading Killing Crazy Horse. What a little psycho. Okay, Our Dark Duet was another one that we saw someone reading. Our Dark Duet. Is this giving, like, thriller? Maybe? Yeah, like, mm, definitely a couple. Yes. That's like, maybe one of them dies or something. <laughs> or maybe they're both committing crimes together, like Bonnie and Clyde. Mmm. Like our dark duet. It's this dance they do. A murdery dance. I'll look it up while you try to find your other book. Dark duet. Because I know you did send me a photo of one. Oh, Our Dark Duet is by V.E. Schwab, who's the author of um, Addie LaRue. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what it's about. Kate okay, Harker. Okay, wait, knowing what it's, the author? Yeah, it's definitely it's fantasy. It's definitely fantasy, yeah. I still think it might be about a couple who, like, does bad things. I'd but believe it. Just I mean, Addie genre. LaRue, like, yeah. the demon guy, whatever, yeah. he was bad. Okay. Kate Harker is a girl who isn't afraid of the dark. She's a girl who hunts monsters, and she's good at it. August Flynn is a a monster who can never be human, no matter how much he once yearned for it. He has a part to play, and he will play it no matter the cost. Nearly six months after August and Kate were first thrown together, the war between monsters and the humans is a terrifying reality. In Verity, August has become the leader he never wished to be, and in Prosperity, Kate has become the ruthless hunter she knew she could be. When a new monster emerges from the shadows, one who feeds on chaos and brings out its victims' inner demons, it lures Kate home, where she finds more than she bargained for. She'll face a monster she thought she killed, a boy she thought she knew, and a demon all her own. A gorgeously written dark fantasy from New York Times bestselling author Victoria Schwab. Wow. That sounds really good. Would you read it? I think I would read it. Let me see what it has on Goodreads. I would definitely read it if somebody told me that it was good. I think you guys are just seeing that. I don't like to take chances. Oh, this is book two. Is it of the one we have that we haven't read? No. Oh. It is Monsters of Verity Collection. Book one is called This Savage Song, and book two is Our Dark Duet. Mm. Book one has a 4.4, and book one has a 4. Point, or 4.04, and the other one has a 4.15. So I guess it's good. Yeah. Um, Fantasy. I think I would read it if you read it and said it was good. Yeah, yeah. I think I need more information, but mm-hmm. this is definitely interesting. 
Did you find the other one? I did. What is it? So it's called Whiskey Jack. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, so I was on the train. Um, this was when I was headed to the Pink concert with my mom. Oh, yeah. And we were, like, packed in there like sardines. Mm-hmm. And the guy in front of me had the single seat. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, standing right behind him, like, literally breathing into <laughs> You're his so ear. Creepy. And he's reading on his Kindle. Yeah. And I so, love when people have the font so big. Do you oh, have the font yeah. so big? So I'm reading, right? <laughs> Um, there was one moment where he flipped the page and I said, can you go back? Did you really? <laughs> yes, because I wasn't done reading the page. Did you really say that? You're joking. I said, hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. You are fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm really he hungry. Laughed. Guys, I can't stand her. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so I guess I kind of know what it's about. So you can guess. <laughs> okay, but show me the When cover. he left, he got off the train before me. I said, nice reading with you. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Okay, so I have a real theory about this one. Mm -hmm. Wait, what is it called again? Whiskey Jack. Okay, so I think this is, like, um, what is that thing that Jasper from Twilight said? (laughs) Battle Scars. I think this one is about (laughs) Battle Scars. I feel like this is a man who was drafted into a war. His name's Whiskey Jack. And he's just trying to make it home to his wife, Sarah. Okay. What is it actually? Pretty good. <laughs> After multiple deployments, Corporal Jack has <laughs> finally reached the end of his military service and can practically feel the discharge papers in his hand. I knew it. Only one problem. His discharge just happens to come a few months early thanks to the Earth's population turning into cray zombies. Didn't see that coming. Wow. I did I, not read any zombies. I could in there. not have predicted that. This sounds pretty damn if good. If you're looking for a dark adventure, then join Jack as he stumbles through the apocalyptic US searching for his loved one. Sarah. Will he find his wife and children? I knew it. What's <laughs> your name? A mission to kill as many of the creatures as possible before he dies, something Jack doesn't fully understand drives him onward. Something he fears as much as uncertainty. Blah blah. Does it say his wife's name? I swear to God, it's Sarah. Sarah and Jack. It I'll always it is, real. isn't it? Oh, um, my God. So, probably on the train, I read maybe, like, ten pages. So I where, didn't see a single was this mention like of a zombie. zombies. It must have been. Damn. This sounds horrible. Horrible. Like, absolutely horrific. I would love to read it. no like i think that like in a world where i had unlimited time i think it could be entertaining to read this book and like shit on it but in a world that we live in today where i'm pressed for time i cannot i cannot there's just no way that this book is like long yeah that's true it just like seems like someone's grandpa wrote this and like Mm -hmm. only 500 people have read it or like your history teacher wrote it and he keeps yes. trying to push it on the class to read it's Wait, one of the required books in college up. no because in high school i had this history teacher who wrote a series should i look him up god history teachers are just so fucking predictable all right okay so guys based on what you said about history teachers here's what my history teacher has written for my school 
Blank is also the author of Neither King Nor Country, a historical mystery thriller novel set taking place in both the present as well as the American Revolution. His writing career began with his Young Heroes of History set of novels, a historical fiction series for children. Based during the Civil War, this, this series tells the story of one entire family split into North and South and traces both sides through its eight-volume journey. Complete with detailed lessons plan, this series is perfect for entertainment as well as learning. It's the detailed lesson plan. <laughs> Did he make you read this? No, luckily we were like in high school, so I don't think it was age-appropriate. But he definitely brought it up. Mm, he's definitely an adjunct professor and makes his college kids read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. Mm. All right, Mr. College Professor. Yeah. What's the next book on this list? We got to get back to the list. Guys. Okay, we're actually almost done. There's only one left, and it is King A Life. So it's clearly a biography about Martin Luther King Jr. How'd you know that? King A Life. It had his face on it. Oh. So it was, it was mean, pretty clear. King of Life. King could... A Life. Oh. Yeah, like about his life. And it looks got like you. this. <laughs> guys if you see it's like a giant picture of mok's face on it um looks pretty good it was definitely thick 450 pages a masterful biography i feel like you need a base knowledge to read this and then this is like intermediate i will not be reading this not yeah because i don't respect the king him. but <laughs> because I I'm couldn't just not, read a book this big. I'm not a history gal. Yeah. And no, when every when Barack Obama's <laughs> book came out, everybody was buying it. So I bought it. And every day oh I look at it. Jen oh my, is so easily I'm radicalized. So easy. And so everybody bought it. And so I look at it on my shelf and I think, why would I read this? That Nothing is quite against Obama. The Why audiobook, would I read that huge ass book? The audiobook's like 30 hours. Yeah. That's like a $40 book. Why did I do that? I bought it when it first came out as though I was like racing to read it. I bought <laughs> it in hardcover. I would read Michelle's book before I read Obama's. <laughs> I read Michelle's book. It was really great. Oh. It was actually amazing. But because like I like bio, like I love memoirs and hers well, was just interesting. What about, like, did return. Brock have to say? For, like, literally a thousand pages. Also, I, like, try to steer clear of reading men's biographies, as we know. I've been burned before. But, you know, the king is, like, the only man I respect. God, I just don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I would never read Obama's book. I'm sure there's so many interesting things in it, but it's the length. If you give me, like, a yearbook-sized book, I'm reading it. Your memoir has to be under 300 pages for me to read it. Unless you're like Taylor fucking Swift. Yeah. I'd read an (laughs) eight-page series with detailed outlines. (laughs) If Taylor Swift wrote like a Throne of Glass length series, I would read it. I would read it. Every book was like one year of her life and it was a thousand pages. I would read it. Or like one book per album. Yeah. Yeah, I'd read that. I would totally read a book and album. Mm -hmm. Which is like fucking crazy and like cringy like no one should be that interested in a celebrity's life but unfortunately i, I am. think a lot of people would read that yeah no like i literally think so many people would i think read she's gonna pull an evelyn hugo i really hope and so. write a memoir like and it's gonna publish guys when she's dead. did you listen to lacy yeah by I olivia Rodrigo. yeah i was sitting in two hours of traffic yesterday i listened to the whole what thing. was that 
truthfully what's the album every song i love it really you don't like it no every song sounds the same wrong no wrong they all literally have the same chords i feel like i always feel that way about new albums until i like listen to them more because i felt that way about a lot of albums before and i think it'll change okay maybe i need to listen again i think so and listen in a different order too because some of them are really fast and some of them are really like chill Mm -hmm. but like i do love vampire i feel like that one's good um i really like get him back that one is really good Get Him back is good Um, but some of them i literally was like how long is this song and i realized a new song was on yeah i feel like when you listen to it full through some of them do sound very similar but i Mm -hmm. think i'm going to grow to love it that's how i feel about some of hosira's songs sometimes when i listen to them i'm like this is all the same and then i listen to it more and i'm like no these are all individuals and i love them all right fair enough okay guys that is everybody that we've seen reading things would we read these the overall vibe is no we are very busy and we know what we like (laughs) and to be fair all these books were seen kind of in a central location yeah um i'm gonna try and rem- actively remember to do this so we yeah. can do another episode mm-hmm. and see more places yeah we're gonna get a bigger list together next yeah. time guys did you want to talk about a book you've read recently i know you happen to love one. Oh my gosh <laughs> remarkably bright creatures yes when i tell you i was sobbing on the way to work i'm embarrassed damn a book about an octopus <sighs> i was so emotionally invested like when i'm like putting it together like when he says i'm not gonna like spoil anything i'll be speaking in code yeah but when he says like i've seen a key like that before my jaw i literally was driving like this yeah and then when we see like he hides the driver's license i was like yes oh my god yes and then when he says at the very end he's like I know the new octopus is in good hands because Tova always, like, was in good hands. Oh, my gosh. I literally was sobbing. Like, an octopus made me cry. When she took him? When she took him in the, I was sobbing. (laughs) I, like, Vicky and I are both, like, right now. Okay, so I feel like that is why our book taste is so similar is because we both, like, love books where, like, regardless of genre, they'd, like, you feel like connected to the story yeah. and the characters and like i felt so connected to the characters i would song. die for that octopus me too. me too i would lay down my life for that octopus i like oh my gosh his and like I last really, few words killed me i really felt in love with like all of the characters too mm-hmm. which was like weird like i loved the guy who worked at the um grocery store whatever the hell is. he was so nice and then i was Tova. really rooting for the um like couple the girl that owns like the water shop or whatever i don't know cameron and avery yeah i was mm-hmm. really rooting for them um i really liked everyone yeah for a while i didn't know how old cameron was yeah he definitely acts a lot younger he's like very stunted because he is not really got his life together yeah and then for a while i thought eric had like just died mm -hmm. so i was like very confused and then i was like oh wait it was a long time ago i was pissed when she was gonna move yeah i was like you better fucking not toba i liked her friends so much too the nitwits god (laughs) guys it was just so good like 
I would really like to read another book by that author. I've never heard yeah. of them or anything like that. But I love when a book has no plot. Yeah. And it's just about people living life. Yes. And this it's book did that favorite. so well. Mm-hmm. It has to be done well. Like, multiple point of views. Mm-hmm. I would, like, obviously Tova and Cameron are the main characters, but I, all of them had yeah. a spotlight. All of them mattered. I, them. I loved all of them so deeply. Mm-hmm. It was just a wonderful book. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, What have I read recently? What I've been reading, guys. Read? I've been reading. I'll tell you some things I bet you haven't known that I've read. I finished... Oh, so I read Will They or Won't They, which I don't think you know about. So That's the one you bought when I was with you. No. Oh. That was better than the movies, which is that there. One. So I read Will They or Won't They, and it's like a celebrity romance, and it was really good. It was a really simple romance. It's one of those ones that you, like, enjoy while you're reading it, and then afterwards you have, like no memory of it you know what I mean Mm. it was similar to business or pleasure in that it was about um actually two main characters who worked on like that type of show you know like the like vampire shows that have like a cult you definitely were when you had the four books it was was the one you were deciding it was was like the pink cover yeah by Ava Wilder I think or something yes I don't remember yeah, and so um, it was one I was deciding between they both, and she had, like, left, like, three seasons ago or something, but they, like, asked her to come back yes. for the final season, and it's, like, awkward because she's running back into this guy, but the thing I liked about the romance is it did feel, like, real to me, which I feel like is something that we, like, struggle with with books sometimes, where it's just, like, okay, like, you haven't seen each other in three years, you would not still care, it, like, made sense, and it also made sense why the two of them cared so much about each other and, like, why they were still single made sense, and they actually seemed to, like, have grown in their time apart, which I feel like is important, mm-hmm. because sometimes it's, like, especially with second chance romance, it can be, like, what did you do in your time apart that, like, made you able to be together now when you weren't before, but this yeah. one, like, it did make sense. It was really good. Nice. I'd yeah, recommend she's it. She's the author of How to Fake It in Hollywood. Yeah. Which I've seen. I haven't read that one, but this one was good. I might, like, listen to that. Would read it on Libby and, like, not buy it. But it was, like, a good listen. I'm so glad you chose not to buy it then. Yeah, I read. <laughs> um, Vicky and I were, like, in the bookstore and she was like, oh, like, I feel like you could re- listen to this one on Libby. Thank you. Yeah, that's Thank how you, we Vicky. decided what books to buy. Yeah. I said the one that has the longest wait on Libby is the one you get to buy. <laughs> yeah, and I looked and, like, one of them wasn't even on Libby. So I was like, all right, this one's getting bought. Mm-hmm. That's a great tactic if you guys are wanting to buy a book. Except I do have to say, so I read, I listened to the audiobook of Remarkably Bright Creatures, um, which was a fantastic way to spend my commute. But it I want to like, own that book. I know. I need to own it. I don't own it either. The audiobook is so good. It is really good. But you it's so pretty. Solids. Yeah, I'm buying it. You should have bought it when we were it there. It wasn't on sale. I'm not buying a $30 book. Yeah, that's like criminal. Maybe I'll buy it when it comes out in paperback. Yeah. Because like, why not wait at this point? Yeah. I hate when they make them ugly. Mm-hmm. Just right, make guys. it the same. That's it. That's all we got. We have I'm book hungry. club. Ninth house. All the books we saw on trains and planes and cars and everywhere else. Oh, yeah. And what we recently read. Thanks for tuning in.